Everybody knows that the dice are loaded Everybody rolls with their fingers crossed Everybody knows the war is over Everybody knows the good guys lost Hey, welcome to the Comic Fate Podcast. I'm Coach Joe Straffy. I'm here to fantastic David. Hello. The House of M. What up? The event and the Astonishing Seth. <gasps> welcome to the show, everyone. Here on the Comic Fate, second serving. Uh, I go over a comic book story I went over in the past. Uh, it's basically a redo episode. Uh, and I'm very happy to cover my one of my favorite... No, yeah, my favorite DC story, uh, Kingdom Come, written by Mark Wade with art by Alex Ross. Mm-hmm. This book is far worth... The sounds of bags crumbling. I'm sorry. I got really hungry and I thought we were going to wait. <laughs> <laughs> There's no time to wait for kingdom come. All right, Seth, got to bring you out back. Got to you. Got to get a new Seth. Got to bring out the next to Seth. There's just a line kingdom of them. Come. Don't worry, I keep <laughs> all the copies of Seth in the basement. You guys have a basement? Yeah. Huh. Neato. So, kingdom come. A uh, couple things to explain getting into this book. First of all, Mark Wade. Excellent writer. He invented the champions. Uh, he writes a lot of great books. Uh, this is kind of the, this is kind of the one I think of first when I think of Mark Wade's like best hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's written for Superman, Captain America, all the greats, um, Daredevil, Spider Man, that kind of thing. And Alex Ross is like he's like a painter that's a comic book artist, mm-hmm. and his stuff is like it's great. When you look like he is kind of like the visual representation of legendary mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, it's well-defined. His art, it's, it, clearly it takes a lot of time when you look at it. Um, looking for a good image to start with. So here's like one of his sprawling images, right? Mm-hmm. And this is art. Hmm. You draw a lot on a page. A lot of great colors and shading. Um, I just like his art. I follow him on Facebook and everything. Because like, he'll just put, like, he put, a, he put up an image of, uh, he drew Plastic Man mm-hmm. in his art style. And... It looks unlike any other Plastic Man aesthetically I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I, I to give you an example of how good this art is, when I first got this book, for by the way, I got it for like uh, like sixteen bucks. Mm-hmm. Now, at Marvel Comics, when Alex Ross drew a book called um, I think Marvels, mm-hmm. that because of course it's called Marvels, that was on sale for like thirty six ninety nine. Wow! And I'm just like, well, obviously this is better. Because it's a better story, and it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what the hell? Um, but, like, this the, to give you a, an example of the art here, when I bought this and I was reading it, um, I, it was back when I was with my mother, and yep. she walks by, she looks at the art, and she goes, what is that? She looks through the book. Uh-huh. And my mom never looks through comic books. It's gorgeous. Like, And she's like, wow, this I might actually read this. I'm like, really? And she goes, no. And gives me a book. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn it, mom, you strike again. Um... Oh, you suck. Oh, you... Oh! <laughs> Suplex is bomb. Um, but Kingdom Come takes place 50 years in the future. Uh-huh. But it's 50 years in the future from, like, the 1960s. Okay. So, this is, like... This Superman is, like, the Golden Age Superman. who could, like, sneeze away planets and shit. Interesting. And the Green Lantern in this book is Alan Scott, not Hal Jordan. Mm-hmm. The Flash in this book, they don't give it a name, but based on his helmet and everything, that's Jay Garrick. Yep. And the designs of these characters are all based on how they would look if they're older, if there's if their powers advanced. And, like, it's cool because Mark Wade draws a lot of conclusions on where these characters would eventually end up. Mm-hmm. And the reason I love this book 
is because along with being beautiful and action-packed and having all these cool story ideas, the main message of it is that the 90s sucked. Mm -hmm. 90s comic books sucked nuts. Because in this book, the world is ravaged by young heroes in the 90s. So it's in the 90s, and these heroes, it's like every day is civil war, basically. You have groups of supervillains and superheroes fighting each other in the streets, or just superheroes fighting superheroes here and there. It's always fights, and it's always in the sake of violence and action. Mm-hmm. So much so that, like, people get cro- like, caught in the crossfire, and people die, and, like, wreckage is caused. It's like, you know, you look at Superman and everything he does to protect the city and the people. Mm-hmm. These kids don't do that. They're all about fighting, and they justify it by saying, oh, well, we're superheroes, so it's, it's cool. Like, I'm wearing a costume. Like, what's it matter? Mm-hmm. Like, whatever I do, it's, it's fine. And, like, the main character of the book is um, this priest named Norman McRae. And Norman's this older man, and he's got, like, this, fr- this friend who used to be a character called the Sandman. It's just not the one from Spider-Man, not Neil Gaiman's Sandman, but this other Sandman from the 30s who was, like, every character. He wore um, a trench coat and a fedora, mm-hmm. but he also wore a gas mask because he had gas guns. Mm-hmm. And his power was that he could... <laughs> He could see crimes happen in his dreams, and then, like, stop them before they happen. Mm-hmm. In this, he, like, he's really old, because, again, it's the 30s plus 50 years, and the Sandman is, like, dying in his bed, and he's there with Norman McRae, and, like, he, he kind of, like, he has visions of the future, Sandman, and he passes on that power to Norma before he dies, mm-hmm. um, in a kind of almighty type of way, um... I try to relate it back to, you know, the things that you guys, like, know. Mm-hmm. Um, but Norman has, like, visions of, like, the end of the world because of superheroes. And he's in church. He, what's funny is that, like, he walks home from the funeral for his dead friend. And he walks past this restaurant, which we've talked about before. It's called Planet Krypton. Mm-hmm. And it's just a restaurant where everyone, like, the way it's just the superheroes. Yeah. And all the foods are based off, like, superhero things. Super, it's like Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, it's yeah. like Planet Hollywood, but for superheroes. I will say, before before we get like too into the book, that cover, yeah, of just like Superman that, that's yeah. Superman with like the the gray hair on the side yeah. and everything like that, where he just he, he's just done, just done like, with it, man. He's just like, oh my god, every day, every day with this table. I keep looking into it and I see Shazam. I don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> Shazam, what the fuck? What the fuck. Um, but Planet Krypton is great. I've always said that if Planet Krypton existed. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't live here anymore. I'd be wherever this fucking restaurant is. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's great, too, because, like... So they don't explain this in this book, but they do, like... They do, like, uh, sequels and spinoffs to this that you don't have to read. Um, but in one of the spinoffs... You that wanna, bad, huh? Huh? That bad, huh? Yeah. Compared <laughs> to this, yeah. Because uh, it's not Mark Wade. Mark Wade just did this. But, um... It's explained in a spinoff. You want to know who founded Planet Kry- uh, Krypton? Who? Booster Gold. In the future, Booster Gold becomes the founder of Planet Krypton. That's fantastic. <laughs> it is really great, because that is such a Booster Gold move. Mm-hmm. Why is Booster Gold the best? Why? Hey, man. Because he's gold. Because <laughs> he's gold. He's the gold standard. He's the gold standard. It's in his name. Uh, I remember when I originally did this episode, uh, Connor was in that episode, mm-hmm. and there comes a point later on where I mentioned Planet Krypton, and he's like, wait, but isn't it supposed to be destroyed? I'm like... The restaurant, not the planet. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fucking restaurant didn't blow up. Oh, Connor. 
See, but the we, restaurant did blow up. Yeah, and they sent one one like baby waiter <laughs> in a pod to a distant planet to become super waiter. <laughs> Doesn't get overtime. <laughs> he always gets overtime. <laughs> um, but the other thing that's pretty cool, uh, and they, they mentioned this briefly, Norman McCray walks out of the restaurant, he's walking around, and you see this flash of like red and yellow. And like, you know, you it's assume... It's Superman. It's the Flash. No, it's the Flash. And in this... Superman. as No. There's no, there's no yellow... Damn it. In this future, Jay Garrick the Flash mm-hmm. is like constantly... Which is why he's all red. He's constantly vibrating his body. Like he's just a constant speed... It's like, it's like he it is, just the, is speed the speed force. force incarnate. Yeah. yeah. What's cool is because, because he's older and he's not like the rest of these superheroes... He doesn't have a personal life. He spends all his time cleaning up after these superheroes. Mm-hmm. So he's always on the move, picking up what they drop and what they destroy. He doesn't, he doesn't, no one really knows him or talks to him anymore, because he's just, he's just a force of nature now. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a cool idea, and it makes sense with this world. But, like, Norman McCray is walking downtown, and another fucking superhero battle fights starts, uh, yeah. much like the one going on in the background. Um, and, like, the only superhero of these, like, young teenage superheroes that, like, we get to know later on is um, Night, uh, Nightstar. Mm-hmm. Nightstar is the daughter of Nightwing and Starfire. Which is like... Which is like, back then it was like, alright, future daughter of Nightwing and Starfire, no big deal. You talk about you talk about this character to anyone else, and they're like, <gasps> my, my ship! My ship succeeded! <laughs> my ship has sailed! <laughs> yep. But like, Nightstar is a character in this book. Uh, not really a character, she's just kind of an image. But uh, they give her character stuff in spinoffs. That's cool. And she's like a purple starfire, basically. <laughs> she has her mom's powers Ooh. and her dad's ass. Um, so. <laughs> I mean, of all the things you could get from a Robin or Nightwing. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you succeed to have. But, like, just a big superhero fight happens. You mm. get the, you get the sight of, like, I w- I'm not going to show you guys every character in this book, but, like, some of these guys, man. Look at this bondage-ass man. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. Um. <laughs> In the lower corner here. Bondage man! Bondage man! I like the swirls that draw your eyes to his <laughs> robust nipples. His <laughs> constantly hard nipples. He cut diamonds. He could cut diamonds. <laughs> but, like, Norm McCray is trying to, like, save a child that's, like, being caught up in this big battle. Uh-huh. Um, and all the people are fighting, and everyone stops when they see the big, like, news screen that, like, you know, it's basically Times Square. On the news screen... These reporters talking about something that happened in Kansas, mm-hmm. and the fight just stops as everyone watches. And what happened in Kansas? And we'll, actually, we'll talk about this later. So Norman's back at his church, and he's visited by the Spectre. The Spectre. The Spectre. Emily. The Spectre. The Spectre. The health. The health Spectre. The health Spectre. I'm here to inspect this religion, but uh, Spectre is the literal wrath of God. Oh, yeah. He used to be a cop, got killed, and God was like, yo, you, you're, you're my anger. <laughs> what does that even mean? Oh, I'm the Spectre now! Um, but the Spectre shows up, and he's like, Norman McRae, um, <laughs> mankind's survival is now your decision. And he's just like, what? And the Spectre basically tells him that there's going to come a great apocalypse, and based on Norman McRae's judgment... That's an X-Man. That, what? Apocalypse. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's an X-Man. That's an X-Man. <laughs> He's just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's weird. That's an X-Men character. Um, but he's telling Norman that's McCray... That's a Marvel. Yeah, that's a Marvel. But he's telling Norman McCray, like, 
the world is going to come to an end between, like, either humanity's going to die or superheroes are going to die, and you've got to be the one to choose. So I'm going to take you around. We're going to do, like, a Christmas carol. I'm going to take you around the world where no one can see you. A Christmas carol meets Civil War. Yeah. I'm going to show you around the world. No one's going to, like, see you. I'm basically just going to show you the world as it is, and then you're going to decide. Mm-hmm. And Norman's like, oh, why me? Why me? He's like, well, because you had visions of this. And he's like, oh, well, I got those from my dying sand friend. Inspector's like, no, come with me. Grab my robe. To me, citizen. <laughs> Follow me. It's great because he's only wearing the cloak. And they don't show anything, but imagine a lot of the time, Norman's like, come on, man. <laughs> Just cover up. God. I know you're... Oh, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> God damn. He's like, God, God be a pope. He's like, God damn it. Inspector's like, exactly. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. Dude. That's my boss. Talk about God's wrath. <laughs> <laughs> so... They go to uh, what appears to be Kansas on Superman's farm. Mm-hmm. Superman is retired, and he's just building a farm. Just a man's man. I like Superman with a beard. Yeah, right? Good luck. Superman with a beard is a, is oh, a great yeah. look. Yeah. yeah. He's, just, he's just building a barn house. Right. Just having Lifting fun. tractors. <laughs> um, but that's, that's like the indicator, because all you see is this old man building a farm. And like, oh, okay, like, who's this supposed to be? And he lifts the truck, and like, oh, it's Superman. <laughs> and he's, like, cleaning up this farm, and... Oh, man, is that Pock Kent? No. <laughs> he's alive. And, uh... You think it's something about that tornado? <laughs> the tornado didn't beat him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, like, Wonder Woman shows up. Uh-huh. And what's great about her is that, like, obviously she's got, like, godly blood in her. I mean, not at this point. At this point, she was just, like, a golem, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but because she's what she is, she doesn't visually age. Yep. You kind of get the indication by just how she behaves, but she doesn't age visually. Uh-huh. Um, but she shows up and she's like, hello, Clark. And Superman's like, don't call me Clark. Call me Cal. Like, he's done with his human name. Uh-huh. Which is like, fuck you, you goth teenager. That's not my real name. That's my slave name. You angsty piece of Clark. Shit. Clark was my, my given name. That's not what I choose. Clark was my hero name. <laughs> but, like, one of them was just there to be like, so, like, listen, you gotta get on, off this farm. And the farm is actually, like, in the Fortress of Solitude. Like, he uses virtual technology to, like, make That's the sky. very extra. Well, it's so that he can... It's so he never has to leave his Fortress of Solitude into the real world, but still simulate having a farm. Because he's, he's, a, he's a hermit, basically. Yeah. Um, and he's living in the Fortress of Solitude, and one of them's like, do you even know what's going on in there? Like, what goes on outside? And someone's like, of course I do. And, he's, and she's like, well, go see for yourself. And he goes into this, like, dark room, which is, like, all televisions. Yeah. He's just watching them all at once with his supervision. No, he's just watching them all. Um, yeah. But what happened in Kansas was there was yet another big superhero battle. And uh, during this big fight, this villain called the Parasite managed to crack the armor of Captain Atom. And, and Captain Atom yeah. is just atomic energy inside of a metal casing. Yeah. And so when you crack that open, he has the effect of an A-bomb. Yeah, he is, he is leaking. And he, he blows up, killing those superheroes, but also irradiating the land. So, Smallville, Kansas is irradiated. All the people are dead, and all of the cattle is dead, and, like, the, 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 it's just a wasteland of radiation. Mm-hmm. And Superman sees this, and he's like, I'm blocked. I'm, I'm still not going back. Yeah. Like, that... He, he tells Wonder Woman, like, listen, just go back to your island. Like, nothing can touch you there. Mm-hmm. And we see, like, Norman, and, like, Spectre tells Norman, like, yeah, the Flash is just basically cleanup crew now. He's, like, he's running him through the heroes that Norman used to know, because he's like, 
okay, so Superman's not around. Like, so, you know, the greatest superhero we ever had isn't around. But there's still the Justice League. There's still, like, them. They still exist. Inspector's like, oh, the Justice League, huh? Let me show you! The Flash is a new... No. The Flash is a clean-up boy for everyone else. Um, and he's naked and red for some reason. A lot of yeah. that going around. Mm, naked and ethereal. The look. <laughs> naked and ethereal. It's not the thing. He's got the. He seems to be inspired by Manhattan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, foreshadowing. No. Um, and uh, we see Hawkman for some reason. Yeah. Because of course, you know, the oh, Justice the League, important, man. the greatest the Justice heroes. League wouldn't be anything without Hawkman. Oh yeah, central, central uh, entity. Hawkman in this book. I don't know why they don't explain it. Yeah, he was Owl? He's a Hawkman, David. Like a legit Hawkman? Here he is in the back of the book. Oh. Yeah, this is Hawkman in this book. I see. Oh. Birdman! Squawk! Squawk! But he's like, uh, the, the dialogue is like... Yeah, there's really no, like, dialogue. He's just <laughs> an audible screeching. Max would love him. Um, but, like, the dialogue is like, some call him a savior, others an environmental terrorist. Because <laughs> he like destroy he like destroys all these people that are like mowing down trees and stuff, so he, that's what he is. Yeah, he's basically that Viking's bird from that Superman issue. <laughs> In fact, I Superman to, sits there. It's like oh, I recognize him. I choose to believe this Hawkman isn't Carter Hall. It's the Viking's uh, bird, bird that just lived given, on without given him. Form, yeah, given full form, absorbing the power of that Norse Viking. Uh, the Green Lantern, Alan Scott, builds like this like. Um, Kind of like satellite base outside the orbit of Earth with his like Green Lantern powers. Yo, he looks rad though. Yeah, he's a knight. He's like a knight on a throne. M. Green Knight. Yeah, he is. Green Knight Learn. Knight Learn. But like his whole thing is that he like patrols the world for aliens that will never come. Because Earth is just in such a fucked up state, aliens like don't want to be there. Hmm. And he's just sitting on a stone, waiting. Waiting, watching. Waiting, getting stronger, making constructs, doing stuff, doing Play, playing things. Xbox. I don't know. Playing Xbox. I mean, this was written like '94, so it's more like he's playing like like an Atari. An Atari. I mean, the N64. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be playing the N64. Maybe the PlayStation. He looks like a PlayStation guy. Um, but like, we don't go to see like we know that Aquaman and Mira. He, let's be real. He's a, he's a Sega Genesis oh kind of guy. Oh my so yeah. yeah, that's true. Um, but I think Sonic is a better character than Mario. He does. He's one of those. Um, but like, even Flash doesn't agree. Like, like <laughs> I mean Mario. Yeah, like, yeah. Come on, he's red. But like, Aquaman uh, <laughs> and Mera are still in Atlantis. They rule over Atlantis. Um, apparently, we we learn this later on in the book. Wonder Woman was like outcasted by the Themyscarian Amazons because huh. she didn't do enough to help the world. So they're like, no, get out of here. You're supposed to be a symbol of peace. Now you fucked up, and the world is at war. Mm-hmm. So bye. No. Um, kids. Fucking Supergirl ran off to the future to be with the Legion of Superheroes. So she's not even touching any of this. Yeah. Um, but then Norman's like, but what of Batman? What of what of the legendary character yeah, that's true. of DC? What, what of Batman? What of Batman? And uh, Batman's dead. <laughs> no, surprisingly, we go to Gotham and it's the safest place on Earth. Weird. It's the safest because Batman has retired and instead sends out Batman robots to arrest criminals. Fuck yeah. He turned Gotham into a police state. Fuck yeah. With his big ass robots. Huh. I can't do this anymore. Send in the T-1000. Like Norman asks about Batman and Inspector yeah. just shows Gotham and what happens with the robots. Uh-huh. And he's like, Batman has a city under, under control. 
So they go to a bridge to talk. I like that idea. That, like... Every every other hero so, yeah. is given up. Mm-hmm. And Batman's still like, I'm fighting the good fight. Yeah. Like, with, with technology. Yeah. Robots. With science and you shit. You see, uh, when the robots... Do you think Why don't we just put all those robots other places? Because Gotham's his city. Because he doesn't care. Yeah, well, you go, like, an out... Superman brings that up. I was gonna say, go across the bay. Anyways, <laughs> and you can see Metropolis. Superman will bring this up later. Okay. Um, but, like, Spectre and, uh, McRae go to a bridge in Metropolis... And McCray's like, this all disturbs me, and, and, and you're an angel, you're supposed to be a messenger of hope. And he's like, I'm a, hey, I, to, I gave I'm you a, a message. Rat, buddy. Yeah. I gave you a message, man. You knew what you were getting into. I didn't promise hope. And then a big fucking battle happens on the bridge. <laughs> and, like, these silly-ass characters are just shooting at each other with guns, and, like, one of the bullets hits, like, a, a bus, and it goes, like, off the bridge. And uh, Norm McCray is just like, damn it, we need, we need to be saved. We need, we need hope. And then... A, Superman. A blur comes by, which beats up all the heroes that are fighting each other, creates a whirlwind that like saves the bus and puts it back on the bridge. Mm-hmm. The criminals are all beaten and lifted up by Superman, who's back in a new costume. Mm. The black represents the darkness within him. <laughs> the, the darkness. The eagerness. The darkness. The eagerness. The dark, dark. Can I, I, I keep bang. seeing the back of the book, just from where I'm sitting. Okay, yeah. Is that Bane? No. That's, okay. uh, that's Adam Smasher. Okay. It's just a dude in a gimp suit. There's like a spin-off Adam character called the Adam Smasher. Uh, he's he's in the book too. He has a part. He's just a dude in a gimp suit. <laughs> um, but Superman's... It's kinks. Superman's costume is great because just like... All you need is the more angular S and the black replacing the uh, the yellow. Mm-hmm. And that just tells you like... Superman's back but like... He's not, not putting back. up with your shit. Yeah. You know? He's, he's a little bit darker. But he shows up, and for a minute, like, everyone's cheering. They're like, Superman's back. This is great. He's out of retirement. And Norman McRae's like, this is great. But then he's like, oh, dear Lord. Superman's back. This is the beginning. Yeah. Because he has all these apocalyptic visions, and he's like, Superman isn't, like, a symbol of hope. He's, like, the catalyst of the end of the world. Because if things have gotten so bad that Superman has to return, Mm -hmm. only more trouble can come from this. He's a beacon... Of not hope. So, we go to the Statue of Liberty, where this character called Commando. That is my new favorite superhero. Commando. <laughs> With his sidekick, Uncle Sam. Like, no, his, his sidekicks are um, the Minutemen, which are like red, white, and blue, kind mm-hmm. of like... Robot people who like fly down with guns. Neat. But um, fly on a gun, guns. <laughs> on a flying gun. By the way, on the statue, way. on the Statue of Liberty, it says uh, Lobo was here. <laughs> he he appears in the book once. Fantastic. But Americando is there because all these boats that are like delivering like legal immigrants to the United States are coming there to the 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 Lady Liberty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Doing the Ellis Island shenanigans. And Americando is like. You immigrants dare come here to our sanctuary? So he's just here to gun America! down... America! He's here to gun down these immigrants. He's like... He's like a version of... the most Republican thing I've heard you say. No. <laughs> so far. No. He's like the... He's like a version of Captain America no one's been stupid enough to come up with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but they're just, they're just assaulting, and that's when the Just League shows up. And this is Superman, Hawkman... Because you need him. Yeah, uh, Wonder Woman is there. Green Lantern is there. The Flash is there. Power Girl is there. There's nothing interesting about her in this book. 
she's just she's just a future Supergirl, no big deal. Uh, and the Ray, who's like this this uh, he's this gold guy here. The Ray. He controls light, and stuff. And light stuff. and stuff. <laughs> he should be uber he powerful. Light and stuff. He's like the Atom, where he should be uber powerful, but no one does anything not, interesting yeah. with him. But, like, Superman goes over and just rips off American Commando's costume, like, stripping him of his weapons. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Justice League just battle these these people, but they also save the immigrants from drowning. Like, Green Lantern makes, like, a shovel and scoops them out of the water. And uh, the Flash is, like, running by on the water, picking people up and putting them on land. Mm-hmm. And we see that inside Lady Liberty's helmet, which is, like, I guess, like a... Is, is that hollow? The yeah. Statue of Liberty's head? Okay, I didn't yeah, know that. Um, I should remember because in X-Men they did that. Um, Wait, she has a helmet in this one? No, it's like the, the little crown thing with the spikes oh, okay. on it. I'm thinking like full-on Spartan helmet for some reason. <laughs> I was like, Lady Liberty, mm. Lady Death. Um, but we found out that these two like psychic people were controlling American Mando. Ah. I thought they were aliens at first, but that wouldn't make sense because of like what um what Green Lantern's job is, basically. If they, if they are aliens, then Green Lantern's a shitty-ass job. Mm-hmm. Um... But they're up there He's and they're playing like playing so much Sonic too. Yep, he is. Da, 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 da. But the the mind control people are like, oh no, we have to. They're being distracted. We have to reestablish our mental link. And then the first appearance of Red Robin shows up, mm-hmm. and this is Dick Grayson. He's not Nightwing anymore. He becomes Red Robin, mm-hmm. and he's got like this sick cowl. It's, it's, like, a, really cool. it's like a mixture of Batman and Robin's design aspects there in the corner. <laughs> But he shows up and he kicks their asses. Now, what's cool is that <laughs> in, like, 2008, when they were trying to adapt more Kingdom Come stuff, they were like, shit, what are we going to do? Well, you have this book from 1994. Use stuff from that book. <laughs> and um, one of the things they used was Red Robin because they liked that identity. And they're like, hey, we got Damien now. and Damien's going to be Robin. What do we do with Tim? So they gave Tim the Red Robin identity and the mm-hmm. costume. And that's why he became Red Robin. That's cool. Because it was based from this book. Um... But he beats up those mind people, and the Justice League save everyone, and they give this big press announcement, like, yep, we're back, uh, we've been gone for too long, we're gonna, we're gonna fix the Earth, and one of the people out there is like, Superman, what are you gonna do about Magog? And Magog is another character invented for this book who has a significant part in the story. But they leave, Magog, and all these government people are like around the table, and they're like, so, I'm scared. Yeah, and Justice like, League's back. I'm scared too. This is very. It's a scary proposition. Mm-hmm. Superheroes are already enough trouble. Now we're bringing back the old ones. Uh, this is the this vintage. Is the vintage. The classic. That's vintage Justice League. Vintage Justice but, League. But yeah, bad stuff's gonna happen. Now, since Superman's reforming the Justice League, he's like, "Well, I better go find Batman." <laughs> and he goes to Wayne Manor, and Wayne Manor's just destroyed. Mm-hmm. It's like decrepit, and everything's broken. But he still remembers where the cave is, so he moves the clock, and he goes down the stairs. And yeah. old. Old Bruce is there, and he's wearing this harness. Weird. He's wearing this, like, this apparatus of sorts. Oh. Yeah. He's sitting there at the computer, because he, you know, he runs the robots, and uh, <laughs> he's looking for Bruce, and he's like, Bruce, I know you're down here, I can hear you. And, uh, he's like, no you can't. <laughs> and Bruce is like, oh, well, hey, you, you know where I am, Clark. You know all about hiding, don't you? He's like, don't call me Clark. Why are you gonna fucking take cheap shots, man? What the hell? And because Superman's been away for so long, Superman's like, what happened to, like, your house? And Batman's <laughs> like... You live in a shithole, man. Like... What can I say? Alfred died. No, it's not It's not Alfred. Yeah. Alfred is dead, though. Um, but Bat- uh, Batman's like, once my identity got exposed, Bane and Two-Face happened. 
So assumedly, when Batman got his identity exposed, they came to his house, Bane broke his back again, and they just destroyed everything. Because even the caves in Shambles, like the giant penny and the big playing card, yep. are like taken off their wraps and like thrown to, into like the waters of the cave. Hmm. So it's just a mess. But like... <sighs> what is it? Like... Batman is like, I can't join your Justice League. Because I'm busy defending Gotham with my robots. And Superman's like, yeah, well, you're too busy to help the rest of the world. And he's like, look. Like, fuck you, man. Like, man, the crisis that's hitting the world, it's not new. Like, where have you been? Mm -hmm. Um, And he's telling him, like, the rest of the world is in so much shambles that if I take my attention off Gotham for even a minute, Gotham could fall down the same way hole. And he basically tells Superman, like, Superman, you remember how bad Gotham used to be before I was Batman? Mm -hmm. Imagine that now. Time's infinity. With the problems we have now. And I'm an old man. All I have is robots. Like, if I don't pay attention, the robots aren't going to be enough. If I miss one day, nothing's going to be enough. And Superman's like, oh, well, it's, it's pretty selfish of you. And he's like, whatever, man. Superman's like... Go do your fucking wheelie board thing, jeez. And Superman's like, so you're not going to help me? And, and Bruce is like, you know, for a guy that can hear clouds scraping together, you really don't listen well. <laughs> so Superman's like, fine, I'll leave, Bruce. Fine, fuck you. Fine. Leave my own Justice League. Murder. I don't even need you because you're Batman. Um, but he leaves, and we find out that there, that there are three other people in the cave with Bruce. Mm-hmm. Um, it's <laughs> Green Arrow, uh, Ted Cord the Blue Beetle, and Black Canary. Me. Now, <laughs> Green Arrow's, like, balding, but he's still got a signature mustache. <laughs> Ted just looks like... He looks like fucking Walter White. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> and then Black Canary's hair is, like, short and black. It's no longer blonde. <laughs> blonde. She's more Black Widow now. Black Black Widow. Um, Easy there, Black Black Widow. <laughs> um, but what is it? Like, Norma Cray's like, for fuck's sake, what happened? What happened to Superman and Batman? Like, whatever happened to the Holy Trinity? Whatever, man. Just go do your fucking wheelie board thing. Like, what about, what about Wonder Woman? And, and that's when Spectre tells him, like, oh yeah, she got like, kicked out of Amazon, man. <laughs> <laughs> she got booted. I like the idea that all of them are just sitting around like a coffee table, and they're just like... What happened to Wonder Woman? Ah, oh, she got kicked out of, like, the mascara. What? Whoa, dude. Dish, dish, dish. Yeah, they're just like, holy <laughs> it's shit. It's like gossip. <laughs> but, um, Superman gets more superheroes in the Justice League, and they essentially go around, like, fixing problems. So, like, every time there's a superhero fight, they show up and just, like, Can stop both sides. fix it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think we're good. I mean, probably. And it becomes very clear very fast that, like, while Superman is committed to, like, helping the world and stopping people from hurting each other, Wonder Woman is taking it more, like offensively, mm-hmm. where she's legitimately punching down at people, and be like, stay down! Mm-hmm. Justice! And Superman's like, this isn't right, and he's like, it's war! This is war! It's war! Wonder's got PTSD, apparently. You don't, you don't have the fucking guts to do this. You don't have the balls! The fucking huevos. The fucking huevos. Wonder Woman, porque! Porque! But we check in with Spectre and Norman Cray again. And they go to, like, this, like, boardroom in a penthouse, or a a boardroom, basically. Yeah. And, uh, we see Lex Luthor has gathered a bunch of characters to be part of his, like, evil cabal, basically. His legion, you might, of doom. Oh! A legion committed to doom. But Lex is like... What can we call ourselves? (laughs) He's still bald. He's putting on a a little bit more weight. Yeah. Um, but, like, his characters that he has are... He's got Vandal Savage there, Mm -hmm. who looks the same because he's immortal. He's got King from uh, the Royal Flush Gang. Why does... Yeah. Why does Vandal Savage even care? Like... Well, because he's still immortal. 
Yeah, like he's immortal, and it's like, oh man, the, the planet's gonna go to shit. Mm-hmm. Better join this group. <laughs> yeah, whatever. I feel as though like no one really invites Randall Savage. He I just kind of like shows up. Yeah, they're just like, ah, oh, fucking. I think the fact that Randall's been alive for so long, he's got like ties and a lot of businesses and organizations, and that's how he gets his wealth. You know. Yeah. So I could I could see him being like, I'm interested from a financial standpoint. Okay. Because I'm not gonna be immortal and poor. Like that sucks. <laughs> Imagine. Be immortal oh, and poor. I hope I don't die of starvation. Oh, <laughs> wait. Imagine being homeless and unable to die. That'd be yeah. the worst. Um, I mean, aren't hobos are, they're not immortal. They're not a, no. Hobos are immortal. What are you talking about? <laughs> David remembers that one time he ran over a hobo. He's like, they're immortal. <laughs> <laughs> they're all the same. Not having a home gives them life. <laughs> Um, oh, that's horrible. I'm going to hell. <laughs> also, there is... Um, we're going there. Also, there's this guy named Lord Naga, who leads uh, an organization... Snakes. Is he yeah. a bunch of snake cults? He, yeah. He leads an organization called Cobra, who just kind of like just Hydra. fucking Cobra yeah, Commander? Like, it's more like Hydra. Um, and also, there's Catwoman, and it's old Selena Kyle, and she's got a boyfriend, and her boyfriend is, is old Riddler. Ew. And it's like... It's funny because you know, other relationship would be like really annoying because she'd try to get something out of the refrigerator. Thing is, she just cracks some sort of fucking convoluted code. Thing is, Riddler, <laughs> I'm gonna go go get me a beer to answer to the other side you wish to see. Clearly, she got with Riddler in the past because he's like as smart as Batman. Yep. But he's still the Riddler, so he's kind of a goofball. He's like budget Batman. Yeah, but like the funny part is he's clearly Die there. Like, you know those situations... Tired Batman. You know those situations, like, an old man goes to a club or a group of old friends of his, mm-hmm. and the wife is there just to kind of be there? Like, she's not friends with anyone, she's kind of just there yeah. as the wife of this man? Yeah. That's how Riddler is? Where he's I'm just ju- the, the husband of yeah, this girl? he has to contribute to the group. He's just there because he's the boyfriend of, yeah. uh, of Selena Kyle. So, like, when Lex Luthor is introducing everyone, like, by their regular names, yeah. Riddler goes, like, uh... Who is Cobra? And like Selena Kyle, and he's like, "Who is Catwoman?" And Lex is like, "And Edward Nigma." He's like, "Who is Riddler?" <laughs> and then Lex Luthor's like, "God damn it, Selena! Can you calm your boyfriend down?" And she's like, "Not now, Eddie. <laughs> just, just be quiet. Play with your Rubik's cube." Just the fuck up, honey. Um, also, there is uh, Ibn Al Sucked Zuckshit. Okay, Mark Zuckerberg. No, no, this character is. The son of Bruce Wayne and Talia al Ghul, the heir to um, Rachel Ghul's fortune. The Batman family fortune, yeah. This is the first version of Damian Wayne. Uh-oh. Here in 1994's Kingdom Come. Interesting. And they wouldn't go full tilt with this idea until 2008. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, and he's like an adult man, and he you can tell because he kind of looks like Bruce. Yeah. Young ass Bruce. <laughs> he's got a fucking, like, crazy. You got a part name. Yeah, because he's Rachel Ghul's kid, so he would have yeah. a Rachel Ghul's grandson. But um, this this mankind liberation group is invested in mankind survival, which is code for fucking superheroes with yeah. their powers and their costumes. Those y'all, oh, those pricks. I hate them. You're not sharing with the rest of us. Yeah, but they have plans. And uh, Lex has his like bodyguard come in, and his bodyguard is Captain Marvel, aka Shazam. That fucking face, man. <laughs> of course, Mr. Luke. Yeah! <laughs> I, too, am a superhero! I sold books! <laughs> but, like, it's funny, because he, he walks in, and he gives Luther a shave with, like, the blade and everything, uh-huh. and uh, he, he starts smoking a cigar, like, Lex Luthor, while he's getting a shave. 
because it's still the 40s to him, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, what is it? They're talking about how, like, Luther's like, I'm untouchable. Like, I'm t- uh, like no one's gonna stop us. And yeah. someone's like, well, what if Superman stops us? And Lex Luthor freaks out. He goes, Superman will not touch me. He will not, because I, I have Captain Marvel by my side. Isn't that right? Isn't that right, boy? And he's like, that's right, Mr. Luther. <laughs> <laughs> With my chin. My butt chin. Fucking chiseled jaw. And fucking Norman Gray is like, what the fuck is Captain Marvel doing helping out Lex Luthor? And Spectre's like, much will be explained in the book. Continue reading, audience. <laughs> um, but we go to this bar where Lobo is like in the corner there. Yeah, he's just chilling. Yeah, he's wearing a shirt that says Bite Me Fanboys. What a fucking guy. <laughs> what a guy. Shop at Hot Topic or something? <laughs> no, he's just an asshole. Um, <laughs> There's a difference, David. Yeah. God. We're not saying that everyone. Grey line. We're not saying that all assholes go to Hot Topic, but everyone who goes to Hot Topic is an asshole. <laughs> Confirm. That's that's our fan base. Yeah. Our 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 fan base of Hot Topic goers. Yeah, fuck you. Burn down the Hot Topic. Burn so. So at this bar, and it's like Norma Cray is like watching and everything, and they're just you know they're a bunch of like party kids and like losers basically. Like these are the people that are destroying the earth. And Superman walks into the bar, and everyone just stops. Everyone just stops and stares and points and everything. And Look at him! Up in the sky. No, he's on the floor. Um, but Superman walks, walks by, and he sees all the like liquor on the wall, and he goes, this doesn't help. And then eye beams all the booze on the wall. What a dick! And then he goes, party's over. And some asshole's like, ooh, I'm shaking. Mr. Mr. Superman is here. Isn't it your bedtime? Does the S on your chest stand for senile? <laughs> Yuck. And then Adam Smasher, the bondage guy in the back of the book, yeah. gets big and just smashes that guy. And he's like, shut up, he's talking! <laughs> so Superman just gives this speech about how, like, you're all supposed to be heroes. And that used to mean something. And here you are partying and punching each other. Like, like you think it's it's a game. Yeah, we've got costumes, though. And Superman goes, like, our job is thankless. But we what we do has to be done. Right now, we're humanity's only hope. So be heroes. And he walks out, like everyone's gossiping and stuff, and we see uh, Dark Star talking to someone else. She's like, oh, I think I'm going to join his team. Like, he, he seems to be really like up about this stuff. And then a hair, an arrow, a green arrow, hits the side of the wall, mm-hmm. and Green Arrow's there. And he's like, so you heard Big Blue's pitch. Now for the Democratic response. I'm going to say, you want to hear my liberal view? <laughs> Here's my liberal agenda. <laughs> <laughs> Push it! <laughs> If you thought I was... Regressive lab! He's like, if you thought I was liberal before, try 50 years! My only solo story was me crying happy birthday to myself. <laughs> happy birthday to me. Happy birthday, dear Ollie. <laughs> so... Happy birthday to me. We get more fucking arrow in his head. <laughs> we get more of a montage of them going around stopping, like, hero fights. Yeah. And Timmy comes to the conclu- conclusion of, like, these superheroes need help. Mm-hmm. They need correction. And everyone's like, why don't we build a prison for them? Why don't, like, <laughs> why don't we kill them? Why don't we kill them? Put a pin in it. Uh, plan B. Anything else? Uh, we can build a prison. I like that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's do that one first. <laughs> so, first they go to Atlantis to talk like how to... Wonder Woman just has a bloodlust. Like, every time there's, like, Wonder Woman in, like, an alternate future or something like that, she's just killing it's everyone. It's great, because, like, this is, like, in 2011, they were, like, they made Wonder Woman, like, a, a bloodthirsty, like, demigoddess. Yeah. And I'm reading this, and I'm like... She's Wait. always been that, yeah. No, I'm reading it like, no, she's not supposed to be this. Yeah. She's this and every, like, 
every time they do Wonder Woman as a bloodlusting warrior, it's usually to tell you, like, oh, things got fucked up and the future yeah. is wrong and it's not supposed to be this way. And the only time she's, like, the way she's supposed to be is when you know things are right. So in 2011, when they made her the bloodlusty Amazon demigoddess, I'm like, no, you guys got it switched up. She's supposed to... That's not how she's supposed to be. Now you just... Now you just made her, like, a Rob Liefeld creation. <laughs> but we go to Atlantis, and this is Aquaman now. Oh, shit. Old Aquaman. He's an old man. Damn. Mermaid man. He now goes by Artie. No. <laughs> hey, Artie. Hey, Artie. Golf. That's that H2O. But they go to Atlantis, and they're basically there to be like, hey, so Atlantis would be great for all of our superpowered criminals. And he's like, No! And they're like, but come on. And he's like, no! He's like, no! And he's like, Wonderman, you must understand from a from a royal viewpoint. She's like, yeah, I don't really get that. Uh, I, got, I, got, I got thrown out of Amazon. He's like, no! Well, I still can't help you. Yeah. And they're like, all right, fine. It just, that sucks. Why that are you still in my palace? <laughs> oh, I feel so bad for you. The, the like, floor turns to a treadmill that slowly rolls them out. Like, oh, I'm no. so sorry. Like, hey, what's what's happening? <laughs> Superman's like floating and he's still going backwards. <laughs> Anti-gravity, Superman. <laughs> Don't have that in your surface world. So, um, we find out what's going on so in Kansas. Is it, yeah. Uh, like, is Atlantis just like not fucked up? Like, it's just it's just fine. Because it's staying away from from Earth. <laughs> it's just like no, fuck you and your problems. We're staying here. Um, Love it. But we go back to Kansas. I love how, like, again, in alternate timelines, how Atlantis either becomes, like, just power-hungry and fucking kills everyone, mm -hmm. or they're just like, nah, back and they off. just duck out. Like, Yeah, there's no future where they integrate or yeah, anything. There's never, like, you know what? Let's just let's just stay where we are. So we go back to Kansas, and we meet Magog. And Big. Magog is, like, <laughs> from a story, like, from a design standpoint... Magog was based off of Cable and Shatterstar. Okay. And Alex Ross has gone on record of saying, like, when he originally drew the character, it was, like, the least liked character he's ever drawn. Like, the worst thing he's ever drawn is Magog. Mm -hmm. And he just doesn't like the design. Um, but when he understood what Magog was supposed to represent, he's like, oh, I get it now. I like this character. And Magog is, like, in Kansas, and he, like, rebuilt a house, and he tries to, like, pick it up and put it down somewhere. But because it starts shaking and breaking apart, he's just like, oh, fucking, he breaks the house and destroys it. <laughs> and, like, it's a great representation of Bagog's character where he has all this power and all he wants to do is, like, help and fix something. But when it doesn't go his way, like, he just destroys it and starts over again. Like, he has no patience for it. He's got a really rad, like... He's like if Loki was jacked. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, he's just punching out Power Girl on that series. Again... That fucking boob window. I'm sorry. What about what? What about it? What about it? Jesus. Um, but Magog's importance in the story is that Magog is the reason Superman retired. Hmm. Because in Metropolis, there was a day when Joker showed up. And the Joker goes into the Daily uh, Planet and kills everyone in there. Mm -hmm. And Superman goes to stop him. But before like, he goes in there, he arrests him. He brings him out to the cops. And Magog shows up in the crowd and just shoots Joker dead with his laser lance. Mm -hmm. And Superman's like, no, you shouldn't have killed him. And uh, everyone is like, everyone cheers for Magog and not Superman. Weird. Because they're like, Joker deserved to die. And Superman wasn't going to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and like, when, when Magog was under trial for killing the Joker, he was acquitted. Huh. And after that like jury, Superman like, faced Magog. And Magog was like, 
you want to fight me? And the people around were like, Superman, fight him, fight him, come on, prove yeah. you're better. And Superman just flew away. Like, he looked around and he saw how people were reacting and what people wanted, and he said, like, this, this isn't my metropolis. This isn't my world anymore. And he yeah. just flew, and that's when he went to the Fortress of Solitude and just sealed himself away for years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see Magog here in the present, and Superman's like, I have to arrest you, because you're powerful and you're misusing your power. And you're the one that caused Kansas to blow up, like, not caused, but you were there for it. Um, and, like, Magog and Superman have a fight, and Magog is like, you were supposed to stop me. Mm-hmm. Like, all of this is your fault. Like, when I killed the Joker, I did it because you, you wouldn't. And when I challenged you to a fight, it's because people were cheering me on. The fact that they wanted me to be their hero was a mistake, and you should have stopped it, but you didn't. The world changed, and you wouldn't change with it. And Superman is like, that's not my way of handling things. That's mm-hmm. not the way anyone should handle things. And Magog is like, do you know how many men the Joker killed, and he lists this number off? And Superman goes, and one woman. So... So Superman defeats Magog, and they arrest him. And we go to Planet Apocalypse, which is where usually Darkseid proceeds. Mm-hmm. But Darkseid's dead and gone, and mm-hmm. his son Orion, who like is a superhero, runs it now. And he, as he aged, he went and he looks more like Darkseid now. Yeah, he's just like a white Darkseid. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I kind of like that. Oh. Like the beard and hair looks like the cowl that like Darkseid oh, yeah, that he wears. Wore. Oh, you're right. Yeah. I, I'm completely spaced on that. But he, he gives goes, that nice square. Yeah. But Superman goes there and he's like, hey, listen, Apocalypse is basically hell, but you're a really good leader. Um, <laughs> can we put... Thanks, Satan. Can we put all of our... Ba- our our, our un- bad people here? Yeah, all the uncontrolled superheroes. Can we put them here? He's like, let me think about it. No. <laughs> he's like, no, but um, you should go to New Genesis and ask Mr. Miracle and Big Barda. So they go there and they have like a really big mother box. And mm-hmm. the mother box designs, like, a, a blueprint for uh, a for holding prison, facility, yeah. for a prison. And Mr. Miracle agrees to help build it. So... Mr. Miracle. So we go back to Bruce Wayne and his, like, entourage of, you know, Ollie and Ted and, and Dinah. And they team up with Lex with this human, uh, humanity front. Hmm. And it's like, what? Why would Batman do that? What's going on? Because Batman and Lex Luthor are both businessmen. Are they bros now? So we see the facility set up, and it's just the Legion of Doom base. <laughs> Which is like, yay, Alex Ross drew the Legion of Doom headquarters. Ooh. Yay! That Darth Vader ass head. <laughs> and what's weird is, I think it's bigger on the inside than on the outside, because it looks like, basically, uh, Themyscira. With all the temples and stuff. Yeah. But they're all, they all live here, and it's, it's like a nice prison, basically. It's like a prison with none of the, like, demeaning factors. There's one demeaning thing about this prison, though. Um, and Mr. M- Mr. Miracle set it up. And the genius part about that is because Mr. Miracle's powers can escape any trap. Mm-hmm. It means he can make set- safety protocols for this prison that he knows are inesca- is, uh, unescapable by anyone except him. So he makes traps so good that only he knows how to escape them. Mm-hmm. To prevent the characters from getting out of the jail. But they all live here, and every day, a hologram of Superman is projected in the square, and he's, like, giving lessons on being a good superhero, and, like, what they should do, and these superheroes get angry and, like, throw stuff at the hologram, like, fuck off, Superman! <laughs> like, you're such a hypocrite, you talk about us being superheroes, but you fucking lock us up in a cage? Yeah, you piece of shit. Fuck yeah. you! And that's when the warden, Captain Comet, sh- Comet shows up. Yeah? Who, Too many captains. Captain Comet... Yeah. 
it's just another character that existed and people forgot about. Um, but he shows up. He beats on one of the fucking one of the superheroes that are like talking up to him, um, and we find out like so. Remember the fucking Minutemen, the red, white, and blue robot guys. Uh, two of them are in the prison, and they can like communicate what they see to the other one, and the other one is with Lex Luthor and his humanity front, so they can see what's going on in the prison. Mm-hmm. And Lex is like, excellent. They're all fighting each other and causing a ruckus. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yes, evil. Lex Luthor, are you bored? Yes. A little bit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Super. Um, and Norm McRae and Spectre go to, like, a meeting ground for the gods. Gods. Which consists of uh, Odin. Because mm-hmm. he exists. Uh, Highfather, who's, like, dark side's, like, good equal. Mm-hmm. Um, George Lucas. No. Uh, he's not a god, no matter what anyone says. Uh, the Phantom Stranger's there. Uh, one of the Guardians from the, uh, Guardians of the Universe from the Green Lantern Corps is there, which is like, fuck off, you smurf-ass aliens. You think you're gods? That's such... I hate the Guardians. <laughs> the fact that they can hang out with Odin is like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and, uh, what is it? The wizard Shazam is there. Because he's also a godlike figure. And they're all talking, and he's like, we have to help Shazam, guys! And they're like, the boy's too far gone. He's like, no, like... I made him a hero. He's the closest thing I have to a son. Like, we go to help him. Like, wizard, take a seat. We're not, we're not going to save your son. All right? Just, just get over it. We're God, so we're going to do nothing about this. Um, and they're hanging out there. Title. And we meet Deadman. Now, Deadman in the comics is usually, like, a white-skinned character. Yeah. And here, he's a skeleton man. Ooh, he's spooky. Spooky Deadman. Huh. His power is being dead. Spooky! His power is being dead. But he shows Just like up. Deadpool's is super cancer. <laughs> yeah. But he shows up and he sees Norman McCray and he's like, Hiya. <laughs> and Norman's like, you, hey, can, man. you can see me? He's like, pretty impressive for a guy with no eyes, huh? And, Yo! and Deadman is like, I basically yeah. just hang out here because I'm already dead, so there's not many places I can go and interact with people. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I, you know, jump around the, the ethereal plane and watch the gods debate. It's not that fun, but it's all I got. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's pretty nice meeting you. This is my cameo in the book. Uh, I'll see you later. <laughs> and it's a it's an experience for Norman McRae because he's like, all my life I only worshipped one god. And, and Deadman's like, yeah, well, you, you're wrong. There's, there's a handful of them. Yeah, there, there, there's a lot. <laughs> kind of wasted your life. Anyway, bye. <laughs> um, and, like, there's a bit where Superman and Wonder Woman are, like, skipping rocks off of, like, rocks in space. And it's supposed to be a moment of, like, their relationship building. Because mm-hmm. with Lois gone... Superman can get some of that Wonder Woman puss. <laughs> some of that hot Demiscare. Some Strange. of that old prune. Um, old prune. Interesting. But there's a bit where they both grab the lasso of truth, and it's just a minute to be like, these are how the characters feel, while also justifying like they're telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And Superman is like, we have to help people, and you know, not start a ruckus. And Wonder Woman's like, oh, but we have to start a ruckus. She's like, I will take force if I have to. And we see exactly why Shazam is working for Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Um, in a kind of a clockwork orange kind of way, um, Lex Luthor has created these tapes, these like videos, that he shows Shazam. In the videos, it shows like Billy Batson and a bunch of kids getting murdered by robots. Mm-hmm. And Billy Batson is like, that never happened. None of that happened. And Lex is like, well, it could. Unless, you know, you stray away. If you stray away people could die because you're not on the right side. And we also find out he's, like, putting something in, in Shazam's ear. Mm-hmm. 
they're little white worms. And the idea is, and this is some weird Captain Marvel Shazam bullshit, Shazam is a villain named Mr. Mind, okay. who is a super intelligent caterpillar. Alright. He's a caterpillar with psychic powers who's super intelligent. And he's wicked evil. He's like, he's like super evil. Yeah, super evil. He, he does not pay his taxes. <laughs> Epic level evil, man. Epic. There's a, there's a story where he burrows himself inside of Skeet's. Like Booster Gold's robot, uh, yeah, and then bursts out a, like a, a butterfly, like an evil butterfly, <laughs> and attacks the Justice League. It's pretty fun shit. Um, but these little mind control worms are assumedly clones of Mister Mind, mm-hmm. uh, not to be confused with Mister Mind, uh, who hypnotize Shazam into working for Lex Luthor. And like, there's a bit where Shazam is like being mind controlled. He's trying to say Shazam to like summon the lightning, and Luthor's like, no, 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 shh, closes his mouth. Um, there's a bit where we have a you meeting. You need that baby. No, no baby. There's a meeting between like Batman's side of like superheroes because like Batman recruited some teenage superheroes that actually believe in his cause, and like Lex Luthor's side, and all those people are there. And one of the people there is like this old man in a trench coat who's like, <laughs> he says to Bruce like, "I know what you're thinking. I know what you're all thinking." And Bruce's like, "It's okay. I know that you do. It's it's all right." And we find out that this is the Martian Manhunter. Who, in this future, is just, like, kind of senile. Because yeah. Manhunter was always, assumedly, older than everyone else in the Justice League. Yeah. So here, he's just kind of, like, he tries to pick up a glass of water and his hand, like, phases through it because he can't control his powers anymore. Mm. And he's, like, disguised as a human man. And Bruce, like, helps to pick up the glass. And Bruce, like, put him in part of this group to, like, get telepathic information for him. And... Man, he was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, Bruce. Oh, I can't see anything." It's like, "It's okay, friend. Like, you yeah, tried. It's, it's cool, man. You did good." And it's like, it's just horrifying because you get to see like, of all the Justice League members, it's like, "Oh man, that really sucks." Like, yeah. Manhunter always got like a shafted deal before, but the fact that he's this old, weak man is just it's really depressing. Mm-hmm. But um, what is it? We're back in the the Watchtower, and you know, Superman and all his characters are there, and like. <laughs> This is a funny bit. So because the Flash is so engraved in the Speed Force, he can see other dimensions. So he can see the dimension that the Spectre and Norm McRae are hiding in. Mm-hmm. And so Flash just reaches over and pulls Norm McRae out, out of the, the astral realm. And everyone's just like, what's this old man doing here? Yeah. What the fuck is this old man doing here? And they all freak out. The Flash's like, I don't know. I don't know. I just pulled him out. Later. Ah! I don't know. And Superman, this is a cry for help. <laughs> and Superman's like, "All right, sir, like, what are you, what are you doing here?" And Norman Cray is so scared, he just starts like spouting out Bible verses about the end of the world. Uh-huh. And Superman's like, "Okay, clearly there's something wrong with you." But um, we get word that the prisoners have gone berserk and they're gonna break out of the jail. And so everyone's like, "Oh, fucking steady your defenses, let's go." And um, it's funny, Superman and we go to like. The, the government first asked permission to, like, stop these, like, super criminals. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you put them in there, and they escaped. So it's your problem. in terms of our permission, no. You don't have any permission to go do what you're going to do. So everyone's like, well, we're going to do it anyway, bye. <laughs> it's like, why did you even stop here? <laughs> um, but we go back to Batman and the Lex Luthor party. <laughs> I like the idea that superheroes are asking permission to go apprehend super criminals. If anyone would, it'd be Superman. Yeah. Um, but, like, the Batman, like, so their crew all hanging out, and Batman just walks up and punches Shazam in the face, <laughs> and he falls like a normal man would, mm-hmm. and Batman's like, hello, Billy, and Green Arrow's like, wait a minute, he's not in Shazam form, 
Are you telling me we've been in mortal fear of Billy Batson for all this time? Yeah. And the twisted, sick truth is that Billy Batson hasn't become Shazam in many, many years. Mm-hmm. But as Billy grew up into an adult, he grew up to look like how Captain Marvel Shazam looks. Yeah. Which is a brilliant idea, because I've always been like, it's weird that he turns into a man. Like, why would he look the way he does? But it would make sense for the peak of Billy's powers just make him what he looked like as an adult. Yeah. Like, that makes perfect sense. And the fact is, Shazam, or Lex Luthor doesn't want Billy to be Shazam, because he knows he'll be resistant to the mind control. Mm-hmm. At least, you know, at the be- at least kind of. But, um... That happens, and so Batman's, like, crew of superheroes start attacking Lex Luthor's gang, and it's like, <laughs> the plan goes south real quick. Yeah. And, like, uh, what is it, Shazam runs off, because he's scared, and he's mentally adult, and Bruce chases after him, he's like, Billy! Billy, come back! It's not your fault, Billy! Billy, I didn't mean to punch you in the face! Billy, come back! And Billy runs through the tube that holds all those mind control worms, yep. and he breaks through, and all the worms all over him, he's like, oh, no! Yeah. And he yells Shazam. And as soon as he turns to Shazam, he breaks through the wall and flies off. Mm-hmm. And uh, we go back to Superman and Wonder Woman who are preparing to go, like, um, stop the breakout. And Wonder Woman's got, like, this cool, like, golden bird armor and everything. And the two of them are just debating on what to do. Um, apparently the warden, Captain Comet, has been killed during the riot. And that really pisses Wonder Woman off. And, <laughs> and Superman's like... Wonder Woman's like, we have to go there and make those superheroes surrender. And Superman's like, if they, what, what if they don't? And she's like, then it's war. And Superman's like, you can't have a war without people dying. And Wonder Woman makes, like, a, a really, like, legit what-the-fuck face. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't say anything, but she has a face of, like, Yeah, no duh. shit. Like, yeah. of course, you idiot. Like, I, I almost made out with you, like, twice. Like, what the hell? Uh, but then they make out. Mm-hmm. And they it's... bang till volcanoes erupt. In front of all the superheroes. No. They make out for a minute, and it's kind of like a... Uh, a kiss with no emotion because it's described as her lips brush his with the sound of marble scraping steel (laughs) (laughs) but they leave Superman alone and so he flies to Batman's Batcave um, where like Batman's working on his armor and Superman's like you gotta help me stop this like enough sitting in your cave we gotta do something and Bruce's like look Superman getting Trinity back together yeah and so he's like, like Superman I'm too old for this man like I can't fight the way you guys fight it's way above me but I'll tell you this, like, Captain Marvel's on his way there, and he's like, what? And he flies over. Mm-hmm. And we get to the the prison, and, like, a battle's already happening between the young superheroes and the Justice League. It's a big, it's the Civil War of DC Comics. And before Superman can stop anything, Shazam shows up. My man Shazam. Heard you were talking shit. It's a great picture, too. Oh, my God, right? Alex Ross, man. Um, but Shazam shows up, because he's still... He's not, he's not the worms in him anymore, but he still has the program of, like, Superman bad, must punch. <laughs> um, but the big battle goes on. It's this war that was prophesized. It's this big-ass spread issue. That's awesome. Of just people punching each other. Is that Batman? No. Hold up. Up in the corner? What, in this, in this image? His oh, no, no, no. That's, that's just, like, a weird alien thing. Yeah. No, no, I, I caught that, this guy right here. Oh, yeah. He kind of looks, like looks like Blue Beetle. Yeah, just like the way that was flying out and, like, his pose of, like, kind of jumping down this on somebody. This guy looks more like Batman, but he isn't. Yeah, that dude, too. Yeah. No, it's a, lo- a lot of these things are just, like, images and not characters. Um, but Spectre's like, all right, Norman, time to decide who dies, like, humans or superheroes. Mm-hmm. And Norman's like, fuck it, I can't decide that, man. 
Inspector's like, well, this is what it's all been leading to, so if you don't make a decision, they will. And you're the decider, man. We go back to the government, and they're like, all right, everyone, it's time to nuke the superheroes. That is a, a fantastic idea. It's time to do what the government does in every situation and nuke the problem. Let's do it. Yeah, just throw a bomb at it. So they send out, like, three jet planes with bombs attached to them. So the superhero war goes on, and that's when Batman and his party appear. Batman's wearing this fucking robot armor. That's cool. Looks like it's all stitched together. The fuck? Ooh, I like it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not... Oh, yeah, there's, like, there's not... It's not stitching, but it's, like, piping, kind of. Yeah. But it's cool. You can clearly tell, like... Because the way his neck is, you can clearly tell it's supposed to support his apparatus. Thing. Yeah. But he shows up, and he shows up smiling. <laughs> He's, like, like happy to be back in the fight. Like, yes. Yes. But he shows up with his crew. I'm here. I'm blank. Get used to it. <laughs> but the war continues. And there's a bit where Wonder Woman kills a guy. She stabs him with her sword. Wonder Woman just straight up kills a dude. And everyone's like... Everybody's like, whoa! Everyone's like, she killed that guy. Get her! Everyone fights her. And, like, Batman's like... You know, I've heard rumors that the Amazons relieve you of your duties inherit in your heritage isn't enough. Face the truth, Diana. Or sorry, face the truth, Diana. Uh, you won't win your royal station back by overcompensating. And Diana goes, "You aristocratic bastard! Fuck you, you piece of shit!" And she grabs him, and they fly up to the sky above the clouds. And Diana's like, like oh, "Oh no, I'm too high!" And they're but <laughs> on oxycotton. Um, <laughs> But they're in the sky, and that's... I need ibuprofen. Yeah. That's when they see the jet planes, and they're like, hold up. And it's like, ah, oh, shit. Get but, some rad jet boosters. Flies <laughs> off. Fucking Iron Man's up. Um, but you just hear Aerosmith in the background. Superman <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Shazam are fighting. Yeah. And Shazam just like... He's losing the fight, and Superman is just like, look what you've brought upon us, Shazam. This war you've sparked by your incompetence, basically. But he's like, the, the horror, like... Say something for yourself. And Shazam just goes, Shazam. Yeah. And the lightning comes down and hits Superman. And he just does that move over and over again. Like, Superman tries to get up, Shazam. Superman tries to get up again, Shazam. The magic lightning just keeps hitting Superman. Just keeps killing him. Yep. But Batman and Wonder Woman take out two of the planes, but the third plane drops the bomb. And of course it does. At this point, Superman can hear the bomb falling. And Shazam's going to yell Shazam again. And that's when Superman grabs him and then backs up and just pulls Shazam into the lightning turning him back into, like, adult Billy Batson. Mm -hmm. And he's like, he blocks his mouth. He's like, he's like, enough! Stop saying that word. God mm -hmm. damn it. Um, and, like, Norma Cray is like, I can't choose. And the inspector's like, well, then they'll choose for you, damn it. And Superman's looking at the bomb, and he's like, listen, Billy, I can't make this decision. Because you've walked both worlds. You're a superhero, and you're a human. You're a man. I'm, I'm an alien. When it comes down to it, I don't know if I'm worthy of making the decision, but you are, because you're of both worlds. You know, I'm going to fly up there, and I'm going to stop that bomb, because I think it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. But the real choice is yours. If you, if you think we all deserve to die, then you stop me from getting that bomb out of the air. And if you think I'm doing the right thing, you just let me do it. Mm -hmm. But I'm leaving it to you, and I won't stop you with, with, with the decision that you make. So Superman flies after the bomb... And Billy's standing there, and he's watching, and he yells Shazam. He turns into Shazam, and he flies up. He grabs Superman and, like, tosses him aside. And when Superman's tossed aside, he grabs uh, Shazam's cape, his white cape. Um, that's important later. But Shazam flies up, and he 
like stops the bomb and he yells Shazam until the bomb blows up, killing Shazam and causing a huge boom. Shit. Big boom. And because of the radiation and everything, like it still hit the ground. Yep. So Superman's left in like the whiteness and ashes. Yep. And a lot of people died. There's skeletons all around him. Damn. I, I like that picture of like old oh. Superman, his eyes just red. Yes, he gets up, his eyes are red, and he flies off. And Norman's like, where's he going to go? Inspector's like, where do you think the bomb came from? Mm-hmm. So Superman's going to fly the government and kill people. Fucking kill him. And when he flies off, he doesn't see Green Lanterns there with a bunch of the superheroes with this Green Lantern bubble protecting a bunch of them. Uh-huh. So, like, most of the superheroes died, but um, Green uh-huh. Lantern protected the yeah, important... Yeah, a chunk of them. Yeah. yeah, the important ones that we care about are still alive. Um, but Norman's like, he doesn't know. I, I have to talk to him. And, and Spectre's like, that's not how this works. And he's like, shut up, I'm in control here. Yeah, fuck you. I'm tired of being the one in the back seat. I'm driving. So Norman, uh, Spectre takes Norman to where Superman is. And he's trying to cave down the UN building. Yeah. And uh, Norman appears there, and he yells to Superman, and he calls him Clark. And obviously, you know, trigger word. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, reminds him he's human. And he tells him, like, listen, your friends are okay. Like, some of them come out, and he's like, a lot of people died, but, like, a lot of people lived. No one had to make any decision. And this isn't a way to fix it, but this is a start to repair ourselves. Yeah. You know, as bad as it is, as many people as we lost, there's still hope, and you're living proof of it. Like, Shazam didn't sacrifice his life just so you could tear everything down afterwards. So, Superman stops fighting, and he, he gives a speech to all these people where he's like, the problems we face still exist, and we're not going to solve them for you. We're going to solve them with you. Not by ruling above you, but by living among you. We will no longer impose our power on humanity. We will earn your trust. Using the wisdom one man left as his legacy. And he lifts up Shazam's cape. And... We see... We uh, are injustice. God's (laughs) among among us. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But we see, like, the UN building, and they hang up Captain Marvel's cape as a flag representing all superheroes. That's cool. And uh, we see, like, afterwards, Batman, like, he repairs Wayne Manor, and he turns it into a mental hospital, like a good one. And, like, a lot of people are there healing, so, like, you know, not Damian Wayne is there, like, Mm -hmm. meeting his father and being friends with him. Lex Luthor is there, like, helping people, mm-hmm. and Lex is like, Lex clearly doesn't like to help these people, but, like, Bruce walks by, and he says to Luthor... It's a PR move. <laughs> he walks by Luthor, and he goes, Shazam. And Luthor's like, shut up. Um, and, like, Dick Grayson is there healing as well. Mm-hmm. One of them is, is invited back onto Themyscira, where yep. all the superheroes that want, like, therapy and help are invited there, too. So, like, Themyscira becomes the home of recovering superheroes who want to do good. Uh, we see that Alan Scott, the Green Lantern, mm-hmm. is the UN representative for superheroes. Yep. So that's cool. Um, Superman is back in Kansas, and he makes all these gravestones for all the people that died in the superhero battle and in Kansas. Yeah. Which is, like, a long line of tombstones. I mean, for him, that's probably, like, an afternoon. Oh, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... What's the difference... Wonder Woman shows up and she gives Clark this box and he opens it and, and he's like, "What is Shazam's this? severed head?" Oh <laughs> Jesus, it's the box. But Wonder Woman shows up and she goes like, "It's a gift, a little something to help you see more clearly." And it's his glasses from back when he was Clark Kent. Aww. And so Superman puts them on and he and Wonder Woman make out. Right there, in front of everyone's fucking grave. <laughs> on the grave. 
<laughs> he pulls an irredeemable Ant Man. They yeah. make it on the tombstone. Um, but we check in back. Yeah, with, I heard Marvel can do this. Check it out. Check it out. But but uh, we go one year later, mm-hmm. and we're at the uh, Planet Krypton bar. And I think that's Stan Lee in the background. I I never noticed this, but like here in the back. Yeah. Young Stan Lee. Kind of looks like Stan Lee. <laughs> but we're at this. We're at the uh, planet Krypton, and Superman and Wonder Woman show up in their you know identities. Uh, mm-hmm. and they sit down with Bruce, and they're just having a nice little dinner. And it's funny because you get a lot of character kind of like. We get a scene that I always like to see in a comic, yep. where three characters order drinks, and the drinks they order perfectly represent their characteristics. Yep. So Wonder Woman gets a glass of water because she is pure. Um, Superman gets a glass of milk because he's a farm boy. Mm-hmm. And Batman gets, a, like, coffee black and keep it coming. Because, mm-hmm. of course, he would. Yeah. Um, but they're ordering food. And there's a bunch of, like, food-based jokes. Like, uh, there's a Power Girl chicken breast. Because, mm-hmm. duh. Um, and, like, someone behind Batman is like, hey, excuse me, are you? And Batman's like, <sighs> like, rolling his eyes. And the guy's like, using that ketchup? We ran out. And Batman's like, oh, yeah, sure, here. <laughs> And, uh... With my weird <laughs> spine apparatus. And the waiter is, of course, a Robin cosplayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, Superman's like, get me a... St-, or Batman's like, get me a steak. He's like, oh, well, which steak do you want? There's the man of beef and the... Uh, just a steak. Just a steak. Yeah. And Superman's like, so, Batman, uh, we have a little bit of an announcement for you. And he's like, you guys are pregnant. It's... And they're like, oh, Batman, come on. We just spoil the surprise. And they're like, well, we want you to be the godfather. And he's like... Like, legitimately surprised? He's like, you guys know the history I have with kids, right? <laughs> and they're like, yeah. We... Do, do you mind if he's Robin? Like, <laughs> I'm going to make this guy Robin. Like, the son of Wonder Woman and Superman? Yeah. He's got to be my Robin. Um, it's Supergirl's arrival all over again. I will. I'll be on top. I'll be a peak. <laughs> peak Batman. Peak be like the Batman. old days. But like... Peak Batman efficiency. <laughs> but like, Superman's like, listen. Uh... I don't, you know, I, I trust your opinion. Like, you and me, we don't agree on everything. You're probably, you're, you're way more of a cynic than I ever could be. But I trust you. And despite our differences, I always have. Mm-hmm. And they both stand up, and they have an old man hug. <laughs> it's like, ah, Batman, Superman, old man hug. Nah. And they all walk out, and we see uh, Spectre in his human form. Mm-hmm. Um... And he's there with Norman McRae, like, having a, a Sunday meal or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the, the Trinity walked by, and Batman looks over, and he's like, hmm. Like, he thought, he's like, oh, they seem familiar. But they walk by, and Norman, and the Spectre's like, there's a Spectre platter. <laughs> and, and Norman's like, look at it this way, it's flattering to be remembered somehow. And he's like, it's just spinach and cottage cheese. Yeah. <laughs> and that's how the book ends. It's awesome. <laughs> so, Kingdom Come... Is my favorite for a lot of reasons because of the, the lesson it puts out there and. There's a response to the problem that isn't the right response, uh-huh. and the superheroes learn that in the hardest way possible, and it's all done by the by a character that I think doesn't get enough attention and, and promise, which is Shazam. Mm-hmm. Um, Seth, what did you think of the story? I thought it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I. It's hard to find something bad about this. Mm. Um, favorite part? Hmm. Probably definitely the, like, the, just the Civil War-esque battle at the end. Because, mm-hmm. like, I, I sit there and I, I don't know which age it would be, but, like, the old school, like, Superman and stuff like that, 
mm. is so much different from the Superman I have now. <laughs> and I just like seeing that, like, how they would play off of each other. Yeah, how that would happen. Yeah, because, like, the, the Superman we have now is like, ah, oh, I'm just going to punch shit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Uh, to a point. To yeah. a point. Yeah. D- depending on the writer. Yeah. <laughs> um, David, what did you think of Kingdom Come? It was pretty neat. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite part? Uh, learning of the uh, Batman robots. <laughs> yeah, what? It's so fucking extreme and so fucking Batman, there's like nothing wrong with it. And the irony of Gotham being the safest place on Earth. Yeah. As opposed to what's regularly about mm-hmm. it. Um, and what did you think of Kingdom Come? I thought it was a glorious clusterfuck. <laughs> like, there's really no other way to describe it. I don't know how to be happy and hurt at the same time. <laughs> um, it was it was glorious, and I think what really took me and blew me out of the water was just the art, the attention to detail. It's just it's a beautiful yes, piece it of is. Work. It's also just like really interesting, because we only ever see the characters in their prime. Yeah, we never get to see them old and yeah. Like, so their... like again, seeing like an old Superman that's just he's just done. Mm-hmm. Like he's like ah. Oh. And they all kind of reach kind of a logical conclusion to mm-hmm. the kind of world that they're in. Um, em, did you have a favorite part? I think I really liked the idea that, like, Superman's like, no, I'm done. <laughs> fortress of Solitude, that's it, I'm done. Yeah. I'm so done, I'm building a farm in my Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. In the middle of the Arctic. <laughs> yeah, it's in the middle of the Arctic, isn't it? Yeah, right? <laughs> but, like, it's one of those things where, like, Kingdom Come... Like, if you told me to name off, like, the best Shazam story, the first thing I'd say is Kingdom Come, and it's not even mainly his story. Yeah. But his whole sacrifice, his whole, like, mind control thing... It works perfectly because you get a Superman Shazam fight, but you also get Shazam getting like the hero moment at the end and mm-hmm. being the representative for everything. And I love that idea of like, I can't decide if it's, if it's humanity or superheroes, but you can because you're both. Mm-hmm. Like you've been in both worlds, you you know how to make it's that kind decision. Of the, it's kind of like the opposite of Aquaman's problem. Where yeah, he's like really I've, I've been in both and I don't know which one. Yeah, and Billy's just like fuck it, I'll be both. Like yeah, I'm, I'll be both. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, but there's a lot of cool ideas. A lot of things that would inspire, like like Damian Wayne, mm-hmm. like the Red Robin identity. A lot of things that would inspire further stories, and it, it's funny just how like even to this day, Kingdom Come still has an effect on the DC universe. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that's my favorite DC story for a lot of reasons. If you want to pick it up, you can get it pretty cheap. I got it for like sixteen bucks. Um, it's an excellent book. Next week... Pick it up for the art alone. Oh, like, excellent, yeah. Oh my god. Like, each download, page download is a, a wallpaper fucking, or something. Yeah. It's a mural. Each page is a... Fu- yeah, it's yeah. a mural. Like, follow, like, just follow Alex Ross on Facebook. He does Marvel stuff. He does DC stuff. He drew a, a, a painting photo of Superman fighting Darth Vader. It's fantastic. It is. Um, but next week, on the totally opposite side of the spectrum, I'm going to be going over an issue of Secret Avengers, donated by M. <laughs> Yay, Modak. Go to panelherod.pogby.com, <laughs> panelherod.boxup.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Goodbye. Yeah. Bye.